the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In the Old Testament, it was called exposing the high places. Today, it's just getting rid of the sin in your life. And welcome. This is Times of Refreshing, the ministry of The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, will take us to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. The message is called Exposing the High Places, and indeed, in the Old Testament times, they would expose those high places or places where they would worship false gods, and not just any false god, but evil false gods, wicked false gods. And the same is true for us today. We have wicked idols in our lives. Tearing them down is the subject of our time today. Please join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's program. We, as a body of Christ, the people of God, have to make sure that we are steadfast, that we are firm, that we are unmoved when it comes to a lot of things that are going on that are trying to pressure the church to conform to what the world would like the church to be. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the originator and the one that gave birth and brought forth the church. Through the influence of the Holy Spirit, we are sustained. We are accountable to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord to make sure that we do things. We preach things. We're staying in tune with what the Spirit of God is having. uh, Staying in tune with what He's saying. And I could care less what the culture wants, what the culture thinks, what they like. It's all about what Jesus has said in his word. And sometimes what Jesus says in his word is totally contrary to what we see in the culture. And in some cases, what we feel uh, when it comes to our personal preference is acceptable. It's not about our opinion. It's about his opinion. Amen. It's about what he said. And for us, we have to be mindful of this. So I've been studying in the in the, uh, and I've been talking to my wife about this a lot. I've been I've been studying about the high places, and from a spiritual standpoint, what kind of significance does that have for us in our day? When you pick up your Bible and you read the Old Testament, the children of Israel, God raised them up as a mighty nation. They were to adapt and and to adopt. God's laws and His rules, His standards, His view of things. They implemented this within their nation and then they began to, to grow and, and take land and, and could just God began to use them mightily. But one of the things that He would say to them in the Old Testament is when you go into a city, when you go into a nation, He says, don't do what the people in that nation are doing. He said, when you go in, tear down, and, you, and I give you this land. He said, I want you to go in, I want you to tear down the high places. 
The high places were places where the Canaanites and the Jebusites and the Perizzites and, and all these other nations, they would go, and this was cultural, they would go and they'd go to a high mountain and they would sacrifice their children to false gods, to false gods. And they would offer up incense on these mountains and they would, and they would do, quite frankly, detestable things in the sight of God. And they would make altars and pillars and things. And, they, and so God told them, when you go into these places, so don't do like they do. He said, go in and tear down their altars. Tear down those things that they're sacrificing on. And, and he said, remove them, eradicate it from the land. Clean, purge the land, clean it out. So that I can establish you, you can grow and you can mature. But when you read the book of Judges and you read the book of First and Second Kings and then you read these books, you see that oftentimes the children of Israel would go in and they would, they would, they would talk about God, but then they refused to totally take out these altars and take down and throw down these high places. And so what you ended up having was, was mixture was mixture. They talked about God and they wanted God, but they still wanted their high places. And, and because of natural ties and relationships, they, would, they refused to cut things off and just allow the land to be purged and cleansed. In our day, it's the same thing. I mean, we have, when it, even when it comes to Christianity, there's so much mixture. And part of the reason is because we don't understand that in this day, we don't see the high places as we know them. It's altars and big things. Now, in certain countries, when you go, I've been different places around the world preaching the gospel. And I've, and I've seen altars and different things. But when I look at those altars, I know that, that, that the altars are just a visible picture of what's going on internally within the minds of the people. That it's not just the physical thing that God was trying to deal with. It's a mental thing that God is trying to deal with. So when we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Apostle Paul, he understands this. It's not just what you see externally that is the issue. It is what is taking place internally that really is the issue. And what God was trying to get at. And that is, is that when it comes to you create what you've, what you've dreamed of or what you've thought of or what you've imagined within your own mind. And this is what these individuals had done in the Old Testament, being influenced by the devil, of course, as we know this. But for all of us, we have to fight this battle mentally. And we have to understand that from a New Testament standpoint, and you'll see this, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And God is going to teach us here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 on down to 6. He's going to teach us here how to deal with these high places. Which really are thought systems that God wants to eradicate from our lives. It says here in verse 1, Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent am bold towards you. But I beg you that when I, when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend 
to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, look what it says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the word flesh. He says, for the weapons of our warfare. Somebody say warfare. warfare. Somebody say warfare. warfare. Understand that as a Christian, as a believer, and just as a human being. And I talked about this several weeks ago, but it has to be clear that that we are in a battle. It is a fight. The devil, his system and everything, and you're going to see this in the scripture, is very clear. And one of the greatest ways that the devil operates in our lives is by convincing us that he does not exist. He convinces, he wants to convince people if he can remain hidden in your life, then he's got you. He'll keep you bound. If he, if he can remain hidden, if he can just convince you that you're just always going to be a liar. That's just who you are. Your mama was like that. Your daddy was like that. Your cousin, just accept it. You're just always going to, if he can convince you that you're someone that you're not and keep you in that state, he's got you. But we have to learn as saints to not be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. And to learn how to fight. To learn how to fight. To learn how to, and we're going to see this, to deal with this, these high things in our lives that need to be cast down from a mental standpoint. He says it here in verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural. They're not earthly. But they're mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. And then he gets to it. Apostle Paul, who was very educated, he knew things from a natural standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, from a religious standpoint. This man had high esteem in the nation of Israel very well respected he was an educated man but he came to this place as God gave him insight he says here in verse 5 he says casting down arguments and every what thing high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God he says in bringing every thought somebody say every thought he says every thought into captivity To the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience. When your obedience, he says, is fulfilled. Casting down arguments. This Greek word also means reasonings. This word also means imaginations. So from a mental standpoint, there are high things in our mind. That need to be cast down. What we saw in the Old Testament visibly was just something, it's just a a picture of what was going on mentally. People were overtaken by idolatry. And it's the same thing within our minds. We have to get our minds washed and cleansed. And we have to cast down thought patterns and ways of thinking that are contrary to God's will. And so he says it here, and I love it. He says, casting down arguments, reasonings, imaginations. Those things in our mind, he says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
So the knowledge of God is going to be in competition or at war with my old way of thinking. If you can change the way a person thinks, you can change the way they live. How many know that stinking thinking can get you in some trouble? God has to come in by his spirit and he has to wash our minds, cleanse our minds and teach us how to fight when this battle that is, it is, it really is a spiritual battle that's being played out in the natural. And we have to start recognizing that, wait a minute, the devil is tempting me to do this stuff. The devil is trying to get me to go in his path. And if I allow this to remain in my mind, it's going to create a stronghold. It's going to be a high thing, a high place that God has to tear out of my mind. And for all of us, we have to constantly listen. And I say this, you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest in it. And the devil's going to be flying around your life. We got to make sure that he understands this isn't a landing place for you. Can I have an amen? And we have to learn how to fight back. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He says, bringing every thought. I love this. Because this tells me that, that by the power of God and the grace that God give, gives me, that I can begin to control my thinking. I can learn to, to reject. The enemy will sit back and he's going to shoot darts and try to get you to, he's going to try to project imagery. He's going to try to shoot thoughts into your mind. All of us have to learn how to cast those things down. To reject the thought. You can reject the thought. You can tell the devil, no, no, that's not the truth. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to do that. That's not God. I'm not getting involved in that. And learn how to fight back. Can I have an amen? We got to learn how to fight back in our minds. The devil will convince you, you're not going to make it. It's not going to work out. You just no good, dirty rat. Nobody loves you. He'll tell you everything. You walk by somebody in church. And because they didn't say hi to you. They must not like me. And I knew I shouldn't have came to the well. They don't like me over there. And nobody even saw you. <laughs> Can I have an amen? amen? Or sometimes are you thinking about, you know, all kinds of stuff. Did I turn the stove off before I left? You know, all kinds of stuff going through your mind. Not every saints learn to tell the devil he's a liar. Can I have an Amen. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now I learn how to take my high place and purify it so that it becomes obedient to Christ. And now I'm getting rid of those things that have caused idolatry in my life, that have caused foolishness in my life, because now God has taken my high place and purified it he's washed it i'm clear and now i can see clearly think clearly and i'm sober-minded and i'm able to reason correctly and 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 allow the holy spirit to have his way in my life but for so many people when it comes to this point 
They don't take, they don't understand that there's going to, when the children of Israel went in to clear out the high places, there was a fight. There was a battle. He said, this is going to be war. And it's the same thing for us. If you want to get your mind back, you're going to have to fight for it back. And God is going to give you the tools. He's going to equip you to do it. He's going to cause you to do it. And you're going, to, you're going to enjoy a soundness of mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a what? Sound mind. That my mind is pure. It's sound. I'm not flipping out anymore. I'm not paranoid anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking everybody's against me. That, that now God has come in through the power of his word, through the power of his spirit, through repentance, and he's given me a sound mind, and I'm learning to clear out the high places. And this is the issue. The issue is just isn't some big, you know, statue. It's what created that? What imagined that? What pictured that? What, 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 whose hands formed that? It's humans that have allowed their minds to be corrupted. Through the influence of the enemy. And God comes in. He says, well, I'm going to wash this. I'm going to clear. I'm going to purify it. If I can change your mind, you won't create that. If I can change the way you view things. If you can get my knowledge in you, you won't make that. You, you, you won't make an idol out of your marriage. You won't, you won't make an idol out of your business. You won't make an idol out of your kids. That, that I'll be high and lifted up in your life. That God will be high and lifted up there. That's what he's saying. Now, I, I mean, when you get the knowledge of God, then everything's about him. It's not about my stuff. My car is not my, it's not my, it's not an idol. Stuff isn't an idol. We get back to God. And we have to learn to fight this fight. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to see what we need to do here. To make sure that as we're fighting, we're able to to withstand as we go through this process. And it doesn't matter if you're... One of the things I love about being born again and how God brought me to Christ is... I had people that taught me this early in my life. At the time, I was playing pro sports, just got saved. I actually got saved. And some of the guys, I tell them all the time, I got saved at Napa, at camp, in the room, all by myself. Gave my life to Jesus. Never looked back. Never turned around. But I had people that when I got saved, they said, well, you got saved, but listen. The environment that you got saved in is a tough environment. And you're going to learn how to, you've got to learn how to fight. Because the devil's not just going to try to let you go. You got to learn how to fight. I was like, fight? How I fight? I'm throw, I'll fight with anybody. What's up? I just got saved, but I throw down. No, not like that. That's what God saved you from. Now, let's teach you how to really fight. <laughs> Some of y'all still dealing with that. <laughs> wow, yeah. And and what happens is he no no open your Bible. Let me tell you how to fight. This is how you're gonna win. This is how God's gonna cause you to be victorious. 
And I'm, I, I'm so thankful that I got exposed to this early. That, okay, now, you got saved now. Let's teach you how to walk and to walk with Jesus. He says here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He says, finally, my brother, Apostle Paul again. He says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Remember that as we're dealing with high places, dealing with our thinking, dealing with the culture, trying to pressure us, all these things, there's a strength that God is going to supply us so that we can be sustained. Your Christian walk should be an ascension. It should not be a roller coaster. And for all of us, we're constantly being transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ from glory to glory. And God's taking us through a process. Now, there's going to be a washing and cleansing process that he's taking us all through. But we get stronger in our thinking. We become powerful people and God uses us to resist temptation and to bring glory to his name. He says here in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. So this tells me there's an armor that comes from who? God. He says the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he's telling us this is your fight. Yes, it is a mental thing and the, and the battle's going to rage in your mind pr- primarily. But saints, realize now, through the scripture, you see, okay, this is, this is who I'm fighting against. This is, the enemy is trying, I'm not warring according to the flesh, and I'm not wrestling with the flesh. The, the, the enemy is trying to use people, or, 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 or even just, he's trying to whisper in my ear, he's trying to convince me to do things that are contrary to God. But we look here, and he's telling us that there are wiles. This word in the Greek means systematic forms of attack. Meaning systematically, the enemy is going to try to break you down so that you give in to his lustful pleasures and desires. You give in to his will. It's the wiles of the devil. And the culture is going to try to pressure you. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Man, y'all tripping. You don't need to do that. And, and there's nothing wrong with this. And, and the enemy is going to try to convince you that, that you're wrong for doing what's right. Wiles. Meaning also that he knows what you like and what you don't like. He's going to tempt you. He's going to test you. And we need to talk about this more in the church. We need to talk about how, how, you, how you get saved and how you continue to walk with Jesus. Because people get tempted and they don't realize, wait a minute, the devil, the devil knows that. The devil knows that. Oh, and he's going to send him. He sent, the devil tried to send him. You know I got rid of June Bug. You know, oh my goodness. And how are you going to call me now? Some people got a hustle in them. So you at the business meeting and here comes a, 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 a you know, God's trying to deliver you from that. And then here's, hey, I got a business opportunity. What you think? We can make some money on the side, you know. And you don't worry about it. There's no, no, you don't have to worry about anything. This is a perfect opportunity. The enemy knows what you like or what you got delivered from. He knows how to test you, how to tempt you. He's been watching you from the moment you came out your mama's womb. He knows, he knows what, what, he knows what grandpa did. 
He knows what great grandpa did. He knows what daddy did. And if he can release that curse over your life too. Can I have an amen y'all? Is this real life stuff y'all? This is what we need to deal with. If he knows he's the same curse that was on them, he's going to try to get it on your life. So you have to fight it. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to fight. Come on, look at your other neighbor and tell him, you got to fight. Because the same demon that tried to get them is the same demon that's going to try to get you and the same demon that's going to try to get your kids. But somebody got to break the curse and say, devil, you're not going no farther. Don't get me started up in here. You're not going no farther. It's over. Somebody got to break the curse. These walls of attack. We're going to break them. And you're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. Livermore, California, the zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.